You're listening to episode 30 of the Kin Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today's my first quote-unquote real episode back from my three-month break after being ridiculously ill with hyperemesis crevidarum, which is acute morning sickness, and it feels so good to be back. I'm really excited to record this episode today, which is why I say it's my first real episode back, because I get to talk about topics that I love to talk about, love, parenthood, faith, relationships, friendships, God, And I'm excited to jump in. Today's episode is related to something that I've been going through because of the hyperemesis, which, you know, people for short call it HG. It's an insight that I extracted from my experience, something, what I would call a blessing, but I wish I didn't have to go through the HG to get get this knowledge and this wisdom, let's say, but such is life. Sometimes gifts come in very painful packages. And that's part of what I want to talk about today. Today, I'm going to talk about self-worth and surrender. What is our self-worth derived from? Is it how much money you make? Is it how beautiful you are? Is it the size of your house? How many bedrooms? How many bathrooms? Is it the title in your job? What does your self-worth stem from? Today, I want to dive into this and discuss why I kind of struggle with it after this HG episode that I've had. And also, you know, on the topic of surrender and how surrender plays into our self-worth. So what do you say? Let's do this. You're listening to The Kin Show, where we explore the intricacies of the human heart, faith, relationships, spirituality, parenthood, and more. Celebrating our journeys as seekers. We believe in love, in giving more of it to every person we interact with and to ourselves. We believe in living with intention for our children, for our communities, and most importantly, for ourselves. We believe we are all one family, one kin, kindred spirits loved unconditionally by God. And we believe it's more important to actually know God than to just know about God. Seeker, writer, photographer, your host, Marcella Tremoro, shares perhaps way too many personal stories and asks you the right questions to help you uncover what's best for your life. This is not our practice life, so let's make the most of it. Are you ready to hear inspiring interviews and coffee table chats with Marcella? Grab a cup of coffee and prepare to transform your definition of your dream life. Here's your host, boy band lover and master of deep conversations, Marcella Tremoro. Today's episode is all about self-worth. And the reason that I bring this up is because I have had a very difficult time the past few months coming to terms with my own self-worth, been struggling with it, grappling with it. And in my last episode, I shared, you know, my experience with HG, with hyperemesis gravidarum, where I was, in summary, really sick. I spent seven weeks in bed, and it was... I almost felt like I was like physically, like terminally ill. I wasn't in the hospital, but maybe I should have been. And while I was that sick and even coming out of the worst of that, you know, season in life, because I am feeling a little better now and having much more energy. I mean, just the fact that I'm recording this podcast episode means that at least part of me is like, quote unquote, back, right? I have experienced a feeling of worthlessness, And something that 
you know, that's something that I haven't ever, ever experienced before. And the reason why I suddenly, after this, you know, trauma with HG, started feeling worthless was because I was doing nothing, quote unquote, nothing, right? I was too sick to get up, too weak to sit up. I was not producing anything, let's say. not. I mean, money at all, like no money, not producing a dime, but also wasn't being creative. Um, I had no energy for it. All I really could do was exist. And I watched way too much Netflix. And I know people would tell me like, that's so nice. You get to be in bed all day and watch Netflix. And I was like, it's really not like that. Like I'm in agony, but you know, I did what I did was watch a lot of shows on Netflix or Hulu or whatever to keep my mind off of the agony and the misery. So really it was a distracting tool, not an entertainment tool. But even afterward, you know, now that I'm less sick, I still don't have the energy to do all the things that I used to do. And I struggle with the idea of quote unquote wasting my life. You know, I was rendered useless and I'm still weakened by what happened to me. I'm no longer bedridden and I can go out to dinner dates with my husband and every once in a while see a friend. But I'm still exhausted after just half an hour of any productive activity. You know, I've been trying to organize my kids' closets to give you a very simple example because I have to live in the simple right now and, you know, make space for the new baby and move things around. And I basically, you know, I think I'm going to finish that task at like the due date in March because all I can manage is 30 minutes at a time before collapsing onto my bed, like depleted and exhausted. And when that happens, I feel worthless. Like, I'm squandering the gifts that God has given me. Like the sand of this beautiful life God has given me is being blown away by time and I have nothing to show for it because I'm exhausted and watch way too much Netflix. Not because I want to, but because there's nothing else that I can do, right? And it's hard. It's a hard feeling to have. And most people are like, oh, but relax and just enjoy it. And God sent you rest. And I'm like, I'm really struggling with this, you know, not only do I have things to do, which gratefully I have, I'm so grateful for all the support and help that I have to, you know, make sure that my family continues having food on the table <laughs> and, and that, you know, our entire lives do not derail because of my sickness. I'm internally grateful for that. But when I can't do, I've realized that I feel less than, and the truth is that I know rationally that we don't need to do and accomplish and clean and organize and strategize and whatever else to gain love, right? And self-worth, but, but that's how it feels. Sometimes what your mind says and what your heart feels are two different things, right? Because I know, for example, that that's not how I view my children, right? I love my children just as much when they're sleeping as when they're like doing all their chores, cleaning up their toys before bed and being cute and interrupting with laughter and giggles, you know, that I love them just the same. They don't need to do anything for me to love them. Their very existence is enough. But so why don't I feel the same about myself? I wondered. I mean, to be fair, 
I do love myself a whole lot when I'm sleeping because as I always love to say, sleep is spiritual. And, but I can't say the same for when I'm, you know, being lazy, I feel quote unquote, or doing nothing at all. So I started wondering, where does self-worth truly come from? And I know that for some people, self-worth comes from their beauty, you know, their vanity. For others, it's money or success and accomplishments. And for me, I guess it was doing, you know, I knew that I had had tied up my self-worth with accomplishment, which you can listen to me talk about in just episode number two of this podcast, which is called, Do You Ever Feel Like This? Hooked on Achievement? Me Too. So I struggled with, you know, untangling my self-worth from achievement and accomplishment years ago. You know, I stopped working and I really, you know, grappled with it until I felt that I had succeeded in separating my self-worth from achievement. But the truth is that I don't think I actually did it because I still feel like I'm worth more if I'm doing something, even if that doing something isn't making money, right? Serving my kids, crossing things off my to-do list, you know, being busy, busy, busy. Even when I am the type of person that hates people who think being busy is cool or the thing to do, you know, I'm like, I hate being busy. But at the same time, when I was unbusy, I started feeling bad about myself. Maybe it was because it was such an extreme, right? I took it to, I mean, I didn't take it. My HG took it to an extreme of being able to do absolutely nothing. Like there were days where I couldn't even pick up the phone because I had no energy to move my arm, right? But it feels like that attachment to achievement was still inside of me somewhere just hiding, right? There's this quote by Henry David Thoreau that I love, and he says, it's not enough to be busy. So are the ants. The question is, what are we busy about? And that quote always got me thinking, you know, to really redefine my priorities and stop just running around like a chicken with his head cut off and just trying to do stuff just to do it, right? It helped me kind of focus my attention and my, my energies, But at the same time, that quote, it's still about being busy and still about doing. But when all the doing is gone, what's left? And that's where this HG landed me, right? When all the doing was gone, there was nothing to distract me from what was underneath. When all the activity was swept away from my life, forced away, what was left? And I found a few things. A marriage that needed care and connection and time. And a self-identity that needed mending. You know, I spent a lot of time, years, over a decade, covering things up with activity. With my projects, my business, my public speaking, uh, you know, my friendships, you know, all these things. You know, the kids that... There were things underneath that needed some TLC, you know, and while I never want to repeat my season of HG, like, please, God, never, this insight has been one of the biggest blessings 
the space to see what was underneath all of my hustle, even when I wasn't making a dime. Now, I want to take a moment to say that <laughs> I'm realizing just how deep and personal I'm getting on this podcast that is publicly available on the interwebs for whoever wants to listen. Not that a lot of people are listening. I am very grateful for every single person who is tuning into this and listening to my words and my crazy thoughts. But, you know, I am very aware that anybody could listen to it if they wanted to. And I'm being really open and really honest But, you know, sometimes I feel like there's, God gave me this push to do that. And while sometimes I feel a little bit uncomfortable, it's really not that uncomfortable for me. And there has to be a reason for that. So I just hope that, and I pray, and I ask you to be gentle and careful with all of these things that I'm sharing about myself publicly on the interwebs. So now that that disclaimer <laughs> is over... Let me get to the real topic of this episode, which self-worth kind of bleeds into, and that's surrender. And that's what I have found to be at the root of all of this issue. I haven't surrendered. I haven't. And I think there are two things that we need to surrender to. The first is, and I'm speaking so much to myself right now, is the seasons that God sends us. I mean, sometimes it's funny what God sends us. And, and I've talked about that in the episode on the God of surprises, which is episode 24 of the podcast. If you want to look it up, it's titled, allow me to introduce you to the God of surprises. So sometimes the God of surprises shows up and gives us an interesting and maybe funny season, right? Other times our seasons can be painful and You know, we can't pretend to start to understand the why behind these seasons of pain. Maybe one day they'll make sense. Maybe they won't. Just like, to go back to the ants, the ants don't understand me when I speak to them, do they? And neither will I understand God's movements in my life. But surrendering to them is painful. And letting go of the reins is easier said than done. Even if I do believe that there has to be some guiding force, you know, that is leading this suffering still sucks to suffer. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, while it's not easy to surrender to the seasons that God sends us, you know, the season that I'm in right now is one of surrender itself. Like I'm learning to surrender even if I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I have to live moment to moment forced day by day. You know, moment by moment, I need to gauge how much energy do I have or to do X, Y, or Z task or just lay in bed. Um, do I need to pack a ginger tea in my purse for when I go to lunch at my in-laws? Do I need to have a meal right now? Do I have enough snacks just in case? Did I take my medication? Like everything is moment to moment, day by day in this current season. And that means surrendering to what comes I have really no control over my physical situation <laughs> at the moment and I need to just play it by ear and that sucks sometimes. Of course, I would love to feel good. I would love to feel myself, but that's not up to me right now. And so I'm learning, learning to roll with the punches. The second thing that I am learning to surrender to, and I think we should all learn to surrender to is The fact that we are worthy 
because God made us. The way he made you with your gifts already installed in the hardware of your computer is holy and worthy. You know, it takes real surrender to accept the fact that you don't need to do anything to accomplish anything, to look a certain way, to be worthy. You are just as worthy in your pajamas as you are in your power suit or your high heels or your awesome new sneakers or whatever it is. You know, you are just as worthy laying in bed watching Netflix than on a stage. Now, this is not to condone laziness, quote unquote, or doing nothing for fun, right? I do believe that God put us each here for a reason. And our job is to seek that out and use our gifts to serve others in a loving way. And I know that you know that I believe in love, right? So being loving to the people around you is tantamount, paramount. But when it comes down to it, doing all of that, you know, successfully, quote unquote, being loving, serving others, etc. You can, quote unquote, fail or quote unquote, succeed at these things. Whether or not you do either way doesn't make you more worthy than someone who wasn't able to, right? And on the topic of things that we do, you know, I believe strongly in doing work that quote unquote fills our cup, but also fills the cup of others at the same time. But that's a topic for a whole nother episode, maybe soon. You know, I have a lot of thoughts on, on work, but my point is that we need to surrender to the fact that God loves me just the same, whether I'm sleeping, watching my third Netflix movie of the day, writing a caption for Instagram, editing a photo, playing with my children, or recording this podcast episode. God loves me just the same, whether I do anything or don't. There's this amazing quote that I love from Father Richard Rohr. And I signed up for his email newsletter and I'm obsessed with it. It's wonderful. It's dense, but I love reading it every morning. And in one of his emails a few weeks ago, he wrote the following line and I just, I saved it because I can't get it out of my head. He says, to pray and actually mean when you say thy kingdom come, we must also be able to say my kingdoms go. Father Richard Rohr, what can I say? I am a fan. I mean, that's really to define surrender, to accept God's will and let our will go and our kingdoms go and just let go, right? I mean, this doesn't only apply to us. It doesn't just apply to you and the way that you view yourself and your self-worth. What I love is that it also applies to the people in your life and more importantly, how you treat them. I mean, when someone doesn't do what you think they should be doing, when someone isn't living up to the standard you set for them, when you're disappointed and frustrated with them, remind yourself, they are also a child of God. And that makes them so loved and so worthy just for their existence. There is nothing to look down upon if we're all children of God, right? There's good in all of us just as there is hidden pain and look through to the love in their hearts put there by God, right? And sometimes 
if you're lucky, if you try hard enough, you can kind of feel the hardest part of the conflict kind of melt away. Maybe not completely, but maybe to the point where a resolution becomes more easily attainable. You know, it's a tough road. It's a tough road of constant self-discovery. You know, I've been on this personal development and spiritual path for a while a while, talking like decade and a half, maybe intentionally, right? And it took an episode of Hyperemesis Gravidarum to really ground me and make me really start digging on this topic. And I think that that's, you know, we're constantly getting our edges sanded down, right? Constantly having God, who is the potter, mold us a little more and a little more and a little more. And it's okay to learn lessons one, two, three times. Sometimes that's how long it takes and that's okay. You know, no judgment. And I'm, you know, I'm journaling a lot and I'm working on it. And I hope that you will join me in thinking about your own self-worth and thinking about the worth of others and how, you know, what role does that play in our interactions? What role does that play in how we treat each other, how loving we are to each other and how much we love ourselves? You know, all of this took a bad case of HG and seeing my kids fall asleep together for the first time ever, falling asleep at the same time on the same bed, you know, just a few days ago, for me to realize, wow, I love them so much when they're sleeping. That's all they have to do is just sleep for me to love them so much. Why don't I feel the same way about myself? And I hope you'll check out the photo of them sleeping that I took. It's on Instagram. You can look me up at Kin the Studio on Instagram. And um, it was just an adorable moment. And it had a real profound effect on me and really got me thinking. And I hope it gets you thinking too. You know, there's nothing, there's no wasted time when it comes to discovering ourselves and how we can be more loving to ourselves and to other people. So thanks for tuning in to episode 30 kind of sad that it's only 30 and that we skipped three months of this podcast but god knows what he's doing it's all good i'm rolling with the punches so thank you for listening to episode 30 of the kin podcast i hope you'll join me over on instagram kin the studio you know join me there for some conversation about this episode and what you think about self-worth and surrender i am excited to hear because you've listened to me ramble on for 22 minutes about it I want to learn from you. I want to hear from you. And hopefully, you know, you have something to share with me that could really light up something that, that I need. So thanks so much for tuning in. This is Marcela, your host, signing out.